In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, cleanse my heart and my lips, Almighty God, that I may proclaim your gospel worthily. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Fixing his eyes on his disciples, Jesus said, How happy are you who are poor? Yours is the kingdom of God. Happy you who are hungry now, you shall be satisfied. Happy you who weep now, you shall laugh. Happy are you when people hate you, drive you out, abuse you, denounce your name as criminal on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice when that day comes and dance for joy, for then your reward will be great in heaven. This was the way the ancestors treated the prophets. But alas, for you who are rich, you are having your consolation now. Alas, for you who have your fill now, you shall go hungry. Alas, for you who laugh now, you shall mourn and weep. Alas, for you when the world speaks well of you. This was the way their ancestors treated the false prophets. The Gospel of the Lord. St. Luke's version of the list of Beatitudes may be shorter than its counterpart in St. Matthew's Gospel, but it makes up for its brevity by a matching set of curses which is unique to Luke. These contrasting and matching set of blessings and curses are a rare New Testament example of a Jewish genre, best described as antithetical covenant blessings and curses. This concept occurs when blessing and curse statements appear in direct contrast to each other. They present opposing possibilities or realities which are part of the covenants between God and Israel. They appear throughout the Old Testament as well as in non-biblical writings composed during the Second Temple period. <clears throat> Let us come back to St. Luke's list of blessings. The Beatitudes consist of four statements, each of which declares a particular group of people blessed. The first three focus on disadvantaged groups, the poor, the hungry, and weeping. The fourth refers to the experience of the followers of Christ, who will suffer persecution as a result of them following him. But for the first three groups who are marginalized, they have already become something of a focus for the Lord's ministry and continue to be so throughout Luke. The Beatitudes announced here is that the fate of the marginalized will be changed. Yes, there is an eschatological end times sense to these Beatitudes, but also they possess implications in a more immediate way. The poor are given the kingdom of God in the present rather than in the future. However, the now but not yet mage of the kingdom implies that the result of their possession of the kingdom will have a limited impact on their lives in the present, but a greater impact in the future. In addition to this, the poor are not promised wealth, but something more valuable, God's kingdom. Immediately after these beatitudes come four antithetical curses, or wars. The first three are directed at fortunate groups of people, the rich, the satisfied, and the laughing. Each is the opposite of those addressed by the Beatitudes. This antithesis continues in a fourth war which is addressed to those 
who are honored by other people. The woes are a warning to those who place their trust in their comfortable situation and who receive honor from their society. The Lucan Beatitudes do not idolize poverty. They are not commands or recommendations for all followers of Jesus to be poor, hungry, weeping, and socially marginalized. Instead, the Beatitudes show that God has a particular focus on the destitute and marginalized and calls those who follow him to meet the needs of the suffering in every way possible, whether they are in physical or spiritual poverty, hunger, mourning, or persecution. The woes are a warning for the rich and comfortable among God's people, that there is little security in their position, that they are blinded by their possessions, and if they place their security on what they possess rather than on God. By giving and sharing with those who have not, the generosity of those who have is the antidote to their woes, the undoing of their curse. The woes offered offer Luke's audience a choice between blessings and curse, in much the same way as we see this happening in the covenant blessings and curses of the Old Testament. Understanding Luke's beatitude and woes as covenant blessings and curses highlights the importance of a person's response to God, their faithful obedience rather than their social and economic circumstances. The choice is laid before Luke's audience before the followers of Jesus. Ultimately, it boils down to the perennial choice of choosing a way of life that leads either to eternal life or to death. Luke's Beatitudes and Woes, however, differ from those mentioned in the Old Testament by removing the equation of blessing with prosperity and honor and curse with destitution and shame. They renew the focus on an obedient response to God even in a largely negative situation of social ostracization. This shift in Luke is important for the church today, where often material prosperity is seen as a sign of God's blessing. For many, asking for God's blessing is really asking for him to make things easy for us, to remove our troubles, smooth our road, or just to let us be happy. In other words, modern man equates blessing with the removal or the absence of the cross. But according to St. Luke, being blessed by God has the potential to make life harder, not easier. As being faithful provokes resistance from others, being faithful means that we must choose to deny ourselves, take up our daily crosses, and follow the Lord on the road he took. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.